Welcome back to another episode of My Point of View with me, Camila. Hi, I'm still with the same microphone if you wanted to know that. <laughs> um, I really want to change it, but yeah, we are dealing with what we have. I this one I am mic stand because I my hand gets kind of like, I don't know, it hurts when I grab the microphone for like an hour straight in the same hand. But whatever. Welcome back, everyone. I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm pre-recording this on the 7th of August when you're gonna listen to this in a week or more, which I know, but I, I know that next week is gonna be pretty hectic, so I'm pre-recording to save myself from getting stressed, which is always good, take care of yourselves, always, okay? I'm having this thing where I'm talking and I'm not taking breath, breath, <laughs> breath, or I'm not breathing correctly, so... Yeah, I'm trying to breathe when I talk because I talk too fast and I forget to breathe. But yeah, basically, I think that when you're listening to this, I'm going to be somewhere close to day 150, which is probably going to have a post on Instagram all about it. I'm so ready for that. <laughs> But yeah, how are you all doing? I hope you're doing fine. I hope you're again staying safe as always and wearing your mask. And just staying in as much as possible. Take care of yourselves, please, everyone. I'm while you're listening to this is my last like I'm basically finishing my break, which is so depressing to even think about that. Because I did one semester inside and doing a second semester in my room is kind of sad to even think about it, but you know, we gotta do what we have to do to get closer to graduation, I guess. So today we have a very exciting episode, sorry for that cut right there, but I wasn't breathing, you know, I am, I'm having a problem with <laughs> filming these intros because I'm not, I don't know, I forgot how to talk alone, so I guess, yes, that's it. Today we have a very exciting episode, as I was saying, we are really close to my 20th episode, which is crazy, the fact that I have been doing this for almost 20 weeks straight blows my mind every time. But today we have a very exciting guest. As you know, the podcast community is amazing and not only on Instagram, but I am part of many, or I'm a member of many, 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 maybe too many <laughs> Facebook groups that are for podcasters and for podcasters to communicate with each other. Yeah. And I met our guest through there, through a group Facebook So a Facebook group called She Podcast. They have this thing where they what is called Pictures of Tuesday, where uh, where you can ask for a guest or you can ask to be a guest on someone podcast. And I actually asked or said that I was looking for a guest that uh, knew things about body image, body confidence, and all of this because I wanted to do an episode about this with a professional, not just me talking about it that I really don't know much about the subject. Or I'm not a professional, let's say, like that. <laughs> and yeah, Sarah basically reached out and said, hey, I will be interested. And we connected and she is amazing. I I don't know. I'm so thankful that we got to connect. This episode is amazing. And she, you know, she just has this positive energy 
that she just radiates so much through her instagram and through everywhere i love her and i hope you follow her and you love her like i did on this episode so yeah basically on this episode we talk about her journey she calls herself the anti anti-diet weight loss coach it's kind of a tongue twister but i love it i love it because i'm so i'm not anti-diet but i do not support the diets i don't think that they are useful at any time but yeah she basically is the anti-diet weight loss coach (laughs) and she's amazing we talked about how she started being a health coach um her podcast why she calls herself that and what does she offer in her sessions and in her coaching program and yeah then we just did uh, I did a couple of weeks ago if you follow me on Instagram you will know it so start following me on Instagram because I'm starting to apply the things that I do on my Instagram and my stories and everything on my podcast which is very interesting so we basically talk about the body confidence self-esteem body image um pulse oh my god I had like a brain fart there pulse I did a couple of weeks ago which and we talked about the results and advice that she can give to people feeling a specific way or why she thinks that some results were the way that they were. And then we, and then I asked her some questions that you told me to ask her on my Instagram. Um, talking all about, you know, how, how to stop comparing yourself to others. How to suppress negative thoughts etc 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 it's a very amazing episode i love how it turned out and i i know i get i got so much like goodness and so much information and advice from this that i'm gonna apply to my everyday life and i hope you do too and i hope you enjoyed so i'm just gonna stop talking and i'm gonna leave you to a conversation oh one more thing this is again a zoom recording interview Sancaster is not helping me through my interviews apparently so we are all doing them on zoom right now (laughs) but yeah whatever saint caster when it's gonna when it's gonna work it's gonna work but right now it doesn't want to cooperate with me so yeah so it's a zoom recording but still again it's a really good one it's a longer one which is kind of exciting i never had such a long interview so i hope you enjoy and i'm just gonna leave you with it (laughs) Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of My Point of View. Today I have a very exciting guest. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself to my listeners? Yeah, of course. My name is Sarah Pyland, and I'm the owner of Happy Camper Coaching. I'm a certified health coach and an anti-diet weight loss coach. So I've been um, doing this for about a year now. And I'm loving it. So it's yeah. it's really a privilege to be here and talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Now I do every a segment with a get with a guest every time that is called How Are You Really? You know, mentally, especially with everything going on. I just want people to know that they can express their feelings on my podcast and just, you know, talk about everything that's going on through your mind. Also so people on the other side listening don't feel alone in whatever it is that they're feeling. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how am I feeling? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think as with everyone, I think everyone right now is having good days and bad days, right? It's kind of, um, it's new for all of us. 
it's scary. It's a little stressful. We're inside a lot more. So there's definitely days where I'm like, okay, I, you know, I can get on board with this. I'm mm-hmm. feeling good. And then I have days where I'm like, you know, I'm really bummed out right now. <laughs> I yeah, want to yeah. go outside and I want to go do this class and I can't. So it's pretty normal. I think, you know, having good and bad days. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. Same. I, this week actually has been kind of crazy to me. You know, I've I've started it really low and really like I want to see my friends here. We are in a very strict lockdown for like, I don't know, 140 days. So it's like a lot wow. of days. Yeah. And it's like sometimes you just get frustrated. I'm like, I just want to see my friends. But yeah, then you exactly. just, you know, you just kind of like keep on moving. Some days gotta end. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I wanted to st- uh, to ask you, basically, when did you start being a health coach? How did this whole journey started for you? Yeah, so I started, um, I'll tell you a little bit about how I got into the career of health mm-hmm. coaching. So probably, let's see, five years ago now, I was had moved out and had lived, moved to another country for like six months, and I was living by myself, and I gained weight. I was kind of depressed. Um, There was definitely some emotional eating going on. Mm. And so when I got back, where did you, where where were you living? I was in Costa Rica for six months. Yeah. So when I got back home, I was like, you know what? I'm going to lose this weight, this extra 20 pounds that I've gained. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose this and I'm going to learn how to eat healthier. And so it, at the same time, I was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do for a career. And I was just doing research and stumbled across, okay, you can get certified to be a health coach. So that's what made me decide to do that. It sounded like a cool program because not only do I get to help other people improve their health and their life, I also get to improve my own health in the process. So I was really excited about it. And long story short, I completed the certification program about four years ago. It was about a year long. And um, then I started my own business about a year ago. Yeah, I love that story. And I wanted to ask you specifically about the name. You said it on the intro, the anti-diet health coach. Why is that? (laughs) I love Um, it. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I know it kind of sounds like um, opposites, huh? Like typically when people think weight loss, they think going on diets, but I'm a big believer that diets are not good for you and they're not going to bring about permanent weight loss. That's why that term yo-yo dieting comes in is because people go on a diet and they lose weight, but then they gain it right back. And then they go on another diet and they lose weight. So it's really a vicious cycle. And not only obviously if your weight's going up and down, it's not sustainable, it's not permanent weight loss, but it's also really um, puts a lot of stress on your body too and and has some long-term side effects too that aren't good for you. So I really help people to get out of the diet mentality and lose weight by you know, using simple tools, simple techniques to eat healthy, live a more sustainable eating more sustainable eating patterns while still losing weight and and feeling good about themselves yeah yeah. I was gonna ask you about that like what do you offer when you just have to basically you say train or work with someone what are your techniques or something that you want to share with my listeners yeah so um, I offer it's a program called the confidence camp and it's six months long and it's really neat because I get to work one-on-one with the client 
So they get the personalized support and then they also have some group coaching aspects, which is really cool. But if that's something that you're interested in, basically what it looks like is, you know, tips to manage stress, to balance your blood sugar, to move your body in a way that feels good for you instead of something that you dread and Mm -hmm. don't look forward to. So, you know, a lot of us know, okay, we need to go exercise, but it doesn't always happen. (laughs) Um, So really helping clients and helping people put these, um, basically make it a habit and it's not difficult. They're pretty simple techniques, but it can be hard when you're doing it alone. So Mm -hmm. it can be really nice to have the extra support of a coach. And that's where I come in. Especially in times like this, when everyone is just alone in their kitchen or maybe they're living with someone, but usually people are alone and they will, you know, just to connect with someone to talk about a health journey and things like that is always important, I think. Or at least I, I started exercising in quarantine because I usually walk around a lot, going to school and whatever. And I was like, I need to move because my knees are hurting. I've been sitting down all day. And just the thought of, I started doing like online classes and everything. And just the thought of having someone doing the exercise with me is like a nice connection and companionship, you know? Totally. Yeah. That's really awesome that you've been doing like online classes and stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. Makes a difference. I think even for um, our mental health to stay mm-hmm. active and moving can really help, especially right now. Yeah, completely. I, I, I actually seen the change. An episode before this is going to be the actual like trainer I'm using where I'm doing their exercises. And it was so cool to actually talk to her and to see her online, but she does lives on her house in a very like small space. So you feel like you can actually do it on a small space. You don't need this big gym and this very expensive, like, you know, thing that you have to pay. It's more easy. You just have to move to feel good. So yeah, yes, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, then I wanted to ask you about your podcast. I've been really loving it lately. How did uh-huh. that come up? And also your blog. I, I love your pages. I've been obsessed with them lately. So yeah, if you want to talk a little bit about those. That's so sweet of you. Um, Yes. So it's basically just another way to reach people. I'm really, really passionate about this message and about helping people feel good about themselves. You know, I think especially as women, it's really hard to feel good. And, and we have a lot of pressure from society to diet and to lose weight and, you know, conform to these conventional beauty standards. Yeah. And, there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight, obviously. Um, but we want to do it in a healthy way. So I'm really passionate about helping women do that. And a podcast is just another way to reach more people with that message. So that's, that's what the idea was behind the podcast, which is why I started it and I've been enjoying it. Do you have a specific favorite episode from your podcast? Oh, you know, I just did one actually about movement. We were talking about movement just a second ago and how you can reframe it from something you don't look forward to, like, oh, I have to get up and go to the gym, reframing it into like, okay, what's going to feel really good for my body right now? And it's kind of a, it's a mindset shift for sure, but that small difference can make a huge impact on our overall health and our routine too. It's going to motivate us to be more consistent. 
yeah yeah i love that i'm looking forward to listening to it then i did i actually like made my audience participate through instagram i told sarah that i was going to do some polls so talking all about body confidence body image and all of that so we can actually discuss the topics together because you are a professional and you know way more about this than me and we can discuss maybe why do you think these results uh, were like this and happened like this and you know you're your point of view of those <laughs> so yes so the first question i asked said do you feel comf comfortable with the shape and size of your body and 36% say yes and 64% say no what do you think that's that's that happened well i think obviously you know based on the poll it's very common especially i don't know if you're it seems like your followers Followers are predominantly women, probably. Yeah, and basically in their 20s. Okay, yeah. So about our age, <laughs> yeah, it's very common, you know, to feel that way. And I think why is because we have, you know, media, we have influencers on social media posing in string bikinis. <laughs> have, you know, magazines where all these women are photoshopped and... Mm -hmm. So it really has created over the years and growing up even from a young age, we've seen these images and it's created unrealistic beauty standards for us. And, and society puts a lot of emphasis on our appearance versus our inner qualities, you know, which is yeah. all obviously the most important is our personality and how we treat other people. So when you have the, that combination of so much pressure put on your physical appearance, plus then you have these unrealistic standards, it can be really easy to compare your own body with the model that you see in the magazine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've been guilty of that. Also, I have two stories to tell about this. First, I've realized in the past like few months that every compliment everyone gives is like oh you look so skinny oh wow you look so like this and no one compliments your personality or the fact that you look happy or whatever it is that you don't look from the outside but actually are on the inside and you're like showing it and also I used to be very I don't know if obsessed but I really used to like the Victoria's Secret fashion show you know back in the day 2013 2014 because yeah. I just liked the the overall vibe of it, the people who were singing, and I, I started following the models, and a couple of years later, I realized that, oh my God, this is not good for me, because these are people that were born with this natural thin body, and I can't achieve that, because I have like bigger hips, or whatever, and yeah, social media, to me, especially those kinds of models, and they, then they tell you, you know, like, this photo is Photoshop, and you're like, how can you Photoshop a girl that is like so and so beautiful the way that she is so yeah the media and just photoshopping in general and editing your photos I deleted my editing apps like I don't know two years ago and I haven't edited any of my photos because I remember just editing so much my photos that I really didn't recognize myself I don't know it didn't recognize myself in the video but I just saw something different that I was, was seeing on my person on Instagram and I was like what is going on? And I realized that it, I was just full on editing all of my face, all of my hips, all of this and that. And it's like, it's not okay. So I just delete the apps and that's it. But yes, I know a lot of people that still edit the photos because they're just so insecure about the way that they look and just putting it out on the world. And it's kind of sad. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think (laughs) it's a really powerful story. Um, Like you said, you followed all of those models, you know, and when that's all you're seeing continually, it can be, it can be hard to then look at yourself and say, well, I don't look like all of these women who I'm looking up to, you Mm -hmm. know? And like you said, everyone has different body styles, different shapes. um, And we have to keep in mind too, that just because people are really thin doesn't mean they're healthy, Mm. which is really, you know, a big, we kind of sometimes correlate if you're thin, you're healthy, but many of these women are on crazy diets, you know, not eating enough. They're not healthy people. So, and they have, you know, makeup and Photoshop. So it's hard. Yeah. It can be hard when that's what we're seeing all the time. So you know, like you said, there's nothing wrong with unfollowing that Mm -hmm. when you're, when you're noticing like, Oh, this influencer, this influencer I follow puts a lot of emphasis on her physical appearance or only is focusing on her weight. And I've noticed that for me, that doesn't create a healthy mentality for me. There's nothing wrong with unfollowing them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. Then the second one said, if you could change anything in your body, would you? And this is so crazy. The result, 92% said yes and 8% said no. I don't know why that's so crazy to me. I really don't know what I would answer to that question, to be completely honest. A couple of months I would have said yes also, but I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, the results of that one are I don't know, just so crazy to me. I hope that the people that want to change something, they do it for the right reasons and not the wrong reasons, maybe. Yeah, definitely. I know, I I remember thinking the same thing when you sent me the results. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. because a lot of them were kind of in the middle, but that one was yeah. very, yeah, predominantly many people wanted to change something about themselves. Um, and again, like, I don't know if those people are, talking about physical traits or maybe like personality traits. But I think something that like I tell my clients a lot is there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with, you know, setting a goal and trying to work towards it. But we have to, like you said, keep in mind, what is the reason behind this, you know, and what am I spending my time focusing on too? I think for me, I, I was talking the other day to someone and I was saying that when it comes to physical appearance, not that there's nothing I'll want to change about myself. You know, we all go through different phases, maybe yeah. a different style, hair. maybe to do our <laughs> hair different. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it's, we don't want to obsess about the things that we don't like. That's where the issue comes in is when we start to hate what we do have currently. Um, which is really toxic and it, it can be really, um, almost addictive to start focusing on all of the things we don't like about ourselves. And that's when the problem comes in and we start to have a really negative mindset, our self-esteem drops when in reality, if we focus on like, you know, I want to show more generosity or I want to show more kindness, like there's really amazing things that we can all improve on, right? Like we all have strengths and weaknesses. So we constantly have this opportunity to improve and we just have to be balanced about what we're focusing on improving. If 
the only thing we're obsessed about is our physical appearance, we might want to, you know, shift our focus a little bit and try to focus on maybe a personality trait that we'd like to improve. Yeah. And I think with personality traits, confidence, I think is one of the main ones. Also, I just feel like no matter how you look, if you're confident, everyone is going to think that you look good or everyone just realizes that. Yes, I totally agree with that. And I think the last question just ties with this one that says, are you worried about how other people's, about other people's opinion on your body? And 66% said yes. And 34% said no, which is so like such a thing. And I am guilty of maybe voting yes on this one. I feel like I'm so just all the time aware of how people are seeing me. And the thing is, I think people are so aware of seeing themselves and they don't actually see other people's bodies or think about other people's body. Everyone is so concerned in their own body and how they look. And we all just close up on that mindset and don't even think that the next person just is thinking about themselves and not about us. Yeah, yeah no, that's true. I was talking with someone recently and she was saying that, like we have the power to choose what we believe too. And this, she was kind of relating it to how people looked at you, you know? Mm -hmm. And she said, like, oftentimes we believe something and then we look for other people to back up that belief basically. So if I believe that I'm ugly and fat, I'm going to look for everything I can to reinforce that belief. When in reality, there's probably people, we all get compliments, you know? So what if someone comes and tells you, wow, I, you know, you're really beautiful. If I'm constantly thinking that I'm ugly and I'm fat, I'm going to dismiss that and say, oh, that's not true. But when I start to think positively about myself and think, you know, I really like this about myself or, you know, we all have good, we all have things that we should be proud of. We all have beautiful traits, beautiful qualities. So when we start to allow what other people say about us that's kind and we accept that so instead of someone complimenting me and saying that's not true mm-hmm. saying thank you and accepting it you know <laughs> yeah. so it can that can really help a lot even when we focus on or when we're thinking about what other people think of us yeah i i love that yeah i'm really bad at taking compliments also i'm like i never know what to say i'm like thank you I guess (laughs) so I feel that (laughs) I feel that one and then the other one said and this one is also the one that surprised me said has your own low self-esteem ever stopped you from doing something you wanted to do and 80% said yes which is crazy and I'm also again guilty of this one I don't I don't have any problem with admitting that I have and I have had self-esteem problems that basically I think that this one I kind of Excited with pool parties and summer and like beach things and you are like oh my god I have to be in a swimsuit all the time and it's like oh maybe I don't know so yeah <laughs> yeah well I mean it's very common like I've struggled with that before all of these things I've struggled with in the past and you know I still from time to time it's easy to fall into old patterns too um But yeah, I think that one is really common. I hear that so much, not only like, like you said, social events is a big one going, especially in summertime when you're in swimsuit and shorts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people, you know, um, are nervous about that and they don't even want to go put themselves in those situations because they are worried about how they look, which is really, it's sad because we're missing out 
on really fun experiences. We're missing out on spending time with our friends, our family. We're missing out on making memories. And it's all, it a lot of times comes back to how we look. And so that's like, it's kind of scary when you think about it, like how much this can control your life and how much this can have a hold over you. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's very common. Like, I think that also with everything going on, I've been looking back and I was like, oh my God, now I'm stuck in my house. Who cares how that, those shorts or that swimsuit look on me? I should have just, you know, went out when I could. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, exactly. And like you said, this puts it really into perspective. We realize that, you know, how we look and the cellulite on our legs is really not the biggest thing. And we have better things to think about and worry about and do with our life than stress over how we look. Yeah, exactly. I think the same way about you. (laughs) The other day I was thinking, you know, I remember I, I didn't go to a thing in a pool party or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, what would I give right now to just go there (laughs) yes i know but then this one is also one that we've been talking about that said has the media influenced positively or negatively on how you feel about your body and 70 percent said negatively which is i mean i think we can all agree on that one yeah and i think what has helped me um has been looking for people that have a similar body shape or yeah, they're not supermodels that I know I'm never going to get to that one. Just seeing my feed be more diverse helps me a lot because I'm all the time on Instagram. I'm guilty of being kind of obsessed with Instagram. So I think <laughs> that if you put it or kind of make it fit to your own body so you can, when you see yourself in the in the mirror, it happened to me, I don't know, a couple of months ago. I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, I actually look good and I like how I look. But because my feet, looks like me you know yeah yeah it's true it's crazy how big of a difference that can make yeah it's crazy but then the next one says do you feel the pressure to achieve that ideal body thin and delicate for women and strong and muscular for men and 70 percent said yes which is also a big like yeah percentage of people saying yes yeah no that is that's pretty crazy um I think that goes along with the media, obviously, tons of pressure on us. And I specialize in working with women, so I'm not super knowledgeable about men, but, you know, we see men that are models too, and not always very realistic too. So I'm sure that that's a struggle for men as well. Um, Yeah. For women, I think we really, yeah. There's a ton of pressure. Yeah, I, mean, I, I actually, I've done, uh, the next ones are like, if you feel that women feel pressure and then if men feel pressure and people w- vote like women have more pressure to yeah. look a certain way. And I feel that because I feel it with my friend group. You know, the women are always like, oh my God, I look like this, I look like that. And men care, but they don't care that much. And I feel like we yeah. also have the whole makeup industry that is pushing you to have a face that looks a certain way. And I think that also that plays a lot or like has a lot of to do with this. Totally. Yeah. I agree with that. I think like you said, for women, we have makeup, we have, okay, we can dye our hair, we can tint our eyebrows, we can get eyelash extensions. And all of that is focusing on our appearance. Yeah. And it kind of occupies a lot of 
our time sometimes if we're spending, a, you know, which there's nothing wrong with wearing makeup or eyelash extensions or no, anything no. like that. Mm-hmm. But it definitely, like you said, we're spending more time focused on that. So I think as groups of like, when you get together with women, oftentimes our conversations will lead back to physical appearances, Some, you yeah. know, many times. And it's funny, it's almost like this rite of passage, like for women, once they get to a certain age to like hate something about their body. It's literally like, I don't know if you've experienced this when you're yeah. in a group, someone's like, oh, I'm so fat. And then the other person's like, you are, you are not fat. I am fat. Or like, oh, look at my shoulders. They look so huge or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like women will go around in a circle beating themselves up and like bashing how they look. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really sad. It's crazy. But I think small things like for me personally, what I've been working on is when I hear those conversations, I just really like. I don't participate in them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. For me, like if I'm in a group and people start talking about it, I'm not going to, you know, talk negatively about myself. I'm not going to put as much attention on physical appearances because that's not what's important to me. Yeah. Again, I think we, and I, I have to also practice this, go back to the more like, emo- not emotional, but complimenting the people for how they look happy or confident or all of those things, not just because of their physical appearance. And I think also women have this thing where it just not only goes to their body, but you know, to have to shave, to paint your nails, to paint them. If you don't paint your nails, oh my God, you don't look presentable to go to the beach because your toes look like this. And it's like, who cares? You know, sometimes men have like super unpresentable feet and no one is telling them anything. But if you women, you have, like, I don't know, like a toe that is not painted. Oh my God. Don't even come. <laughs> yeah, I know. And like, you have to wax and shave and do all of this stuff just to go to the beach. It's yeah. like, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't need to all of that. <laughs> yeah. And it's a whole business also. Like you, you see how pricey everything is to just do that. And it's like, is it even worth it sometimes? <laughs> I know it's crazy. Yeah. But then the other one I wanted to talk about was also that says your thoughts about your own body are often more negative or positive and 66% said negative which is a lot of people also to me more than half of the people and I wanted to ask you for those people that voted negative what advice do you have for them to go more to the positive side totally yeah I actually I did a podcast a a while ago on this and I love this topic Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll share my experience about negative self-talk because a lot of times our body image, a lot can be influenced by how we talk to ourselves. So for me, it was like, every time I would look in the mirror, I would tell myself, Oh, I'm so fat over and over. Every time I'd look in the mirror, Oh, I'm so fat. I'm so fat. And number one, I wasn't fat. (laughs) Number two, I just, it was such a habit. I really convinced myself that like, the little bit of fat I had on my stomach made me fat. It just, that's how I identified with myself. And I remember during a training for school one time, one of the instructors said, your mind wants, or your body wants to work with what you're telling your mind. So if you're always telling yourself, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat, your body is going to think that's what it's supposed to do. It's going to think, oh, Okay, so that's how I identify as fat. So how can I work in harmony with this? 
So oftentimes that looks like, you know, um, maybe more stress around food, then it slows our metabolism, then we do gain more weight. So it's like crazy how much what you're telling yourself can actually impact you physically. So my advice for people, if you struggle with that, maybe telling yourself you're fat, or maybe you're focusing a lot on how you look and what you don't like about how you look is number one, become aware of when you're telling yourself this. And I think so often we say it so regularly, it just becomes a habit and we don't even notice we're doing it. Mm -hmm. So start to notice that, try to realize, okay, what is my trigger? For me, it was stepping in front of the mirror. Mm -hmm. That was, that triggered me a negative thoughts, you know? So notice what it is, realize, okay, I am saying these things about myself and then, and then try to, it's going to feel really weird at first because Mm -hmm. you're like totally flipping a switch and doing the opposite. And you've been telling yourself something for so long that it's hard to just change that, but it can be done. It just, it's a process. And, and what you can do is just stop when you, when you feel yourself thinking that way, or you find yourself telling yourself that just pause and say, okay, what is something that I really like about myself? What is something that I'm proud of about myself? You know, what am I grateful for today? Mm-hmm. And that kind of rewires our thought process to think more positively about ourselves, And that can make a really big difference. Yeah, I love that. And then the next questions I ask, and most people said yes, but I really, I don't know why I'm so interested about having a bad mood and tying it to body image. So first I ask if if a bad mood affects your body image and 88% people said yes. And then I ask if body image affects your mood and 89% said yes, which is crazy sometimes because of course, if you have a bad day, you're just not going to like anything, not even how you look, but anything about (laughs) everything. But the fact that your own body image affects your everyday mood to me is crazy and I'm also guilty of this I mean in the past couple years I've also had bad days because I don't like the way I look yeah yeah well like you said 88 percent that's a lot that's Mm -hmm. crazy um you know yes when we are having bad days which we all have bad days once in a while it's like we get in those moods where we're like nothing's right nothing's working everything's going (laughs) the opposite of what I wanted to, you know, and it doesn't matter who you are. We all have days like that. Um, as far as how our body image affects our mood, this can be maybe a bigger issue because if you're struggling with body image and, and you're every day feeling really negative about your body image, that says a lot about how you, how your day goes and your personality and how you're feeling that day. So that's why when we talk about like retraining our brain and working towards having a better body image, this isn't, this is such a huge impact on our life. You know, this affects our day-to-day life. It affects our mood, our families. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of work to retrain that, but it's so worth it. And we kind of have to be in the mentality where it's like, I know that this is going to, going to benefit me in the long run. This is going to benefit me and everyone around me, my, my husband, my kids, whatever it is. 
and, and it's worth it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think the same way as you. And then the other one that this one feels really close to my heart because I will have been the yes part. Do you feel insecure about the size of clothing you wear? And 40% said yes and 60% said no, which means a lot because I think that lately social media has been more inclusive about the size you wore. I mean, I saw the other day, I think yesterday, a post that says all of these people are wearing a large And there were so many different body types. It was an amazing post. Uh, I have to search it and reposted it. But it was so many bodies. I mean, probably 20 different bodies in one picture wearing the same size swimsuit or dress. I don't know what it was. Wow. You have and to that send was, that to me. Yeah, that was, I was like, wow. That made me really think about that. Because sometimes I feel at least, you know, especially buying jeans, which is the hardest one. It's like, oh my God, I have to order a size up. But no, I, I want to be this X, Y, Z size. And if you order a size more, you're like, oh no, I, I'm not this size. You're like, I'm not this size. And it's just such a mind thing that is crazy. You just And then I never wear those jeans because they're not comfortable because they're not my size. <laughs> so it's like a whole game. And I... I know a lot of friends that think this, you know, they're, they just dread going to buy clothes um, in person because you just, you know, you have to accept that you are this size and it's so hard and society has this situation where you have to be a size zero to two, I don't know, and it's like, I don't know if you saw, for example, the Taylor Swift documentary. Yes, talks about that 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 she is a size zero. She was a size zero, and she was so unhappy. And now she's a size six, but people say that she's fat, and it's like crazy because six is so like healthy. She's just so she looks so good. So yeah. yeah, I know she said something in that documentary. She was basically like, when you lose all of the weight, you know, then people, or when you're at your goal weight or whatever, then you don't have a nice butt. But yes. then you get a little bit of weight and you have the nice butt, but then people tell you you're fat. Yeah. <laughs> it says, but you have the stomach, so you, you never get exactly. to it. Exactly. That's what it was, a stomach or a butt. You know, it's like, but yeah, that's what it comes down to. It's like, well, with clothes, I guess we'll start there. Like you said, sizes really don't mean anything. <laughs> They vary so much from every single clothing store. Exactly. Yes. And I used to be the same way as you, like I have really wide shoulders. So a lot of times like tops, I have to go up a size because my shoulders are just wide. Like this is genetic. This teenager, I remember just being in the store, like I'm a large, a large, <laughs> like what? And just having like a full on meltdown basically, because I didn't, in my head, a large meant fat and I didn't want to be fat. You know, it's like, these dumb little things that we tell ourselves and society tells ourselves. But like you said, sizes vary so much. And honestly, when you go shopping, don't even look at the size. Don't worry about it. And you could be a small in one company and a large in another company. And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. What's more important is just getting clothes that you feel true to you in and they're comfortable they're exactly. not too tight <laughs> yeah I have the thing here in Argentina I think it's very common to have little boutiques that have similar to Brandy Melville that has just one size fits all and that one size fits all is a small and you go and you're like okay I'm gonna buy myself some good clothes that I saw on Instagram and you're like uh what is this <laughs> I don't fit on this I don't know how they are actually doing that but I think that that 
takes a toll on your mental health when you're like oh my god i like this but i cannot buy it because it's just one size i don't think that one size should be legal <laughs> no i agree with you that's yeah And then I, this question, I, I found it very interesting. This It says, do you look and think about your body the same way you do with others? And 83% said no, which is so, but we were talking about it in the beginning. No one thinks about other people's body the way they think about themselves. Yeah, it's true. It like totally proves the point that like other, we're more concerned with our own issues than other people are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then this one, I really like the answers. It says, what should come first? Changing your body to feel better or accepting your body as it is and then seeing if you really want to change it. And 89% said accepted, which I think is so, so real because I've had a situation where I've lost the weight or I was thinner or I look at pictures from a couple of years ago and I was thinner and I was so unhappy and I saw myself so fat or big or whatever adjective I used at the time to describe myself and I had really low self-esteem and now that I'm bigger or whatever I feel so much better about myself because I realized that going to that go weight or whatever wasn't going to make me happy because I wasn't doing it for the right reasons yeah I totally agree with that um it is hard because when depending on you know how much you weigh or whatever it can be it can be hard to change your mentality it's like i mentioned it's a process it's kind of slow it does take time so you know just working on it and like you said the right reasons there's nothing wrong if you're overweight or you're not at a healthy weight there's nothing wrong with setting the goal of weight loss like you know you're doing it for your health um it doesn't matter. There's nothing wrong with that goal. That's not the point here. The point is we want to do it because we love our bodies and because we want to take care of them. You know, our, our bodies do amazing things. And when we're healthy and, and active and feel good, we can do even more things, make yeah. even more memories. So yeah. it, it's true. Working on accepting and loving your body now can be really beneficial and can actually help you achieve those goals better than if you were, you know, losing weight because you hated your body and didn't like it and wanted to be smaller. You know, it's, yeah, that's, that's awesome though. I don't so know if you saw, oh my God, I'm, I'm saying so many shows, but I've seen this in so many shows. This is us. Do you watch this is us? I don't, I've heard of it though. Well, but there is this a girl that she loses all the weight that she wanted to lose and she goes and she chooses a size six that is the size that is for her and she tries it on and fits perfectly, but she just wants to be now the size four and she tries a size four and she doesn't fit because she's not a size four and she, you just see that even if you, if you don't do it for the right reasons or for yourself, you're always, you're never going to get to that goal because you always want to be thinner or whatever. And I think that, That was a very powerful scene from the show. I really like that. Yeah, that is powerful. And then this one is very interesting. At what age did you start having a bad self-esteem or compare your body to others? And the average answer was between 10 and 15 years, which is very young, I think. It's very like puberty times where you're just like seeing everyone changing and you just compare yourself to basically everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that question. That was a good question mm -hmm. on your part. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was interesting too. I think for me personally, it was around like 13, 14 when I started 
you know, like you said, comparing yourself. And I think it's pretty normal because you're going through puberty, your body is changing. So it's normal to feel uncomfortable with that because it's Mm -hmm. new to us. It's like, and we don't know any better, right? We're 14, we're young. It's like, okay, this is new. Like I didn't have boobs before. How do I (laughs) dress now? Like, what do I do? (laughs) Oh gosh, my butt's getting bigger. Like I need to buy, you know, it's just like, it's kind of crazy, but our bodies change so much. And for a young kid, it's like, I remember being really self-conscious about that, you know? So I think that's where it starts. And we're kind of, you know, as kids, you don't really think about that stuff a lot. You have other, you're focused on playing and fun and going and running around the streets with your friends. (laughs) And then once, you know, you get older and you start to change, then you start to feel awkward and more self-conscious. And I think it's normal at that age to feel that way, um, which is why a lot of us at 20 to 25 start to realize that we have really negative body images. And this is now when we have to deal with that and assess it and get on the right track because we're not that 14 year old who's changing bodies anymore. You know, we don't, it's just like we hold on to those old feelings, I think, and carry them with us a lot of the time. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, some people here are started out at 15, 14, and now they are 24, 25, or I don't know, I'm 21, for example. And you think about how much time you've been self-conscious and it's just such a long time. Sometimes it's like 10 years and you're like, wow. <laughs> you know, wow. I, re- I remember... I- I don't know the first time that I felt subconscious, but you know, you, I, it's always when you wear a bikini or something like that, you're like, oh my God, my bikini doesn't look in my body the way that it looks on her. What is going on? Yeah. And those feelings, I guess, just stuck with you until you're older and you're ready to work on them, I guess. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, well, now we're going to to the last question of the polls, which is one that I'm very interested on that says, how much do you think about, how much do you think someone thinks about your body when it comes to getting romantically involved with you? And people, I put a one to 10 and people were basically on an eight, which is crazy, which I'm guilty of that one also too. You're always thinking about, oh my God, if my body looks like this and this person likes people with this kind of body and oh my God, and I think that it's more about personality also. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, there's definitely, when you become romantically involved with people, there's obviously a physical aspect of a relationship, Mm -hmm. right? So physical attraction is important. Um, But the fact is, is like everyone likes different things, you know? So again, here we are comparing ourselves with the models in the magazine or Mm -hmm. trying to live up to this standard thinking that that's what men like. But in reality, men vary just like women vary. You know, I like different guys than what my friend might like. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's just how it is. So we all try as women think we need to fit into this beauty standard, but in reality, men like a variety of women and there's going to be men out there that like what you look like. And there's going to be men out there who don't like what you look like. It doesn't matter if you are a Victoria's secret model <laughs> or you know, it doesn't matter what you look like. There's always going to be some that really like that and some that don't. So yeah. I yeah, think yeah. accepting that is really important and just saying, Hey, I'm going to dress how I like to dress and I'm going to do my hair how I like <laughs> to do my hair. Yeah. And the right guy's going to love me for who I am 
you know, and obviously mainly the, the right reasons are personality reasons mm. too, you know, that's, that's the stuff that lasts forever, even when our looks fade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, well, those were the polls, which I really enjoyed doing. I really enjoyed seeing people's responses and everything. And then some people made some questions to you. One says, how to restore confidence post-breakup. Post-breakup. Yeah. Um, I think with that one, it kind of depends on what the situation is. You know, um, it depends if, it just depends on what happened and what my advice would be. I think when someone breaks up to you, it doesn't matter what the situation is. That can kind of be a blow to your confidence. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. like I've been there and you're just like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> what? Yeah. What should I fix it? now? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're like, what can I obsess over next that needs to be changed? Yeah. <laughs> like, So I think, you know, that's totally normal to feel that way after a breakup, especially when the other person's the one who broke up with you or ended it. Um, but again, just realizing that I think everyone's different and just because something didn't work out doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means that you and that other person were not compatible, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So exactly. yeah, I think that's the main just trying to focus on that and doing the best you can to build the confidence back up. Exactly. Then the next one says, and it talks about everything we've been talking about, how to stop comparing your body to others. But basically just one or two advice for people on this one. Yeah. Um, I, I think the main, one of the big ones, like you mentioned, unfollow people that on social media that do not bring the right message. Yeah that are promoting unrealistic beauty standards, unfollow them. We don't need that in our life. <laughs> We don't yeah. need the extra stress. We don't. And, and then number two, you know, just reminding yourself of what's most important and, and not worrying about what other people have or don't have. I know it's easier said than done, but mm -hmm. if we're able to cut off the, the links there, the whoever we're comparing ourselves to, if we're able to cut that off and tell ourselves that, we all have strengths and weaknesses, you know, they're mm -hmm. human too. We're all imperfect and we just have to work with what we have, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Then this one is very interesting. Healthy food that, that, that are still yummy or delicious. There's a lot of healthy food that is still <laughs> yummy and delicious. Um, I think, you know, I'm all against dieting. I'm not a fan of dieting. So I'm never going to tell you cut out all of the sugar and all of the carbs and all of this stuff. I don't think that's good for you. So when it comes to healthy food, just being balanced is the biggest thing, you know, make sure you're getting enough protein, make sure you're getting some high quality carbs, high quality fat. And there's nothing wrong with having sweets now and then that's mm. considered a healthy diet, you know, if, yeah. As long as it's balanced, there's nothing wrong. Now, if you were only living off of candy, <laughs> there'd yeah. be some issues. <laughs> yeah, But, the keyword is balance always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so just being balanced about it. And once we fill our diet with high-quality foods, you know, I'd, again, it depends on the person. I don't know what their tastes are or anything. Um, they're always welcome. If anyone has like questions about meals, you are welcome to message me and I'd be happy to help. But um, yeah, just fill your diets with high quality foods and then the rest is kind of natural. 
Yeah, and the last question, and we move to like the more fun part of the episode. How to combat negative thoughts? I know this is a very like big question, but again, just one or two advice for people to know where to start at least. Yeah, I think what we talked about earlier, when you realize these negative thoughts coming up, be strong enough to stop them mm-hmm. and and to focus on something positive. Yeah. That's really, really the most powerful thing. And And also, you know, you can find another outlet too. If you're feeling a certain way, there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, I'm going to go like get out of the area I'm in, the headspace I'm in. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to get some fresh air. And again, just put an end to those thoughts in in your tracks. And it feels weird at first, but (laughs) in the long run, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Well, I love this, but now we're going to go to some rapid fire questions. You have to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. So first, your go-to coffee order. Um, Brave Latte. That's a good one. Yeah, are you a show or a movie person? Show. So what's your favorite show? The Office. <gasps> I'm watching it right now for the first time. I love it. Are yeah. you serious? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm yeah. I actually bought or downloaded Amazon Prime here for the first time because that's where I can watch The Office and I'm watching it for the first time and I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite quote? My favorite quote. Oh gosh. You know what? I have one. The author is Tyler Not Gregson. And it says, I don't know, I'm sure this is not the exact wording, but it's like, I would rather jump and feel the sting of the water and the shake of my bones and spend my life clinging to the railings and staring down at the current below. So, I love that one. <laughs> I'll send it to you afterwards. I have yeah. it like written up on my wall, but it's just like such a good reminder that scary, like trying new things is scary, but it's so much better to just jump in and do it instead of staying scared your whole life. Well, I love that one. And the last one said, a song that never fails to make you dance. Oh, um, anything by... Adele actually I really love like (laughs) dramatic interpretive dancing to Adele (laughs) I love that (laughs) that's so much fun yeah for sure I feel you on that one but thank you so much for being here today with me it's been so fun and so insightful this episode I hope everyone you know likes this do you want to tell people where they can find your resources and everything yeah of course so on Instagram my username is Sarah s-a-r-a-h g Highland, P-Y-L-A-N-D, or you can visit my website. It's happycampercoaching.com. And I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have or, or offer help if, if that's needed. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much for being here. And to everyone else, I'll see you next week. Bye.